0: Another thing to note, if we're thinking about shareability, I've seen images from blog posts go viral, but when that happens, it's often because the blog post had a great story. If somebody just sees a great image and they don't know the story behind it, it may be a lot less shareable than if they know that the reason that this bride had seven puppies at her wedding is because she works at a shelter.
1: For the ones who work
0: hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for
1: the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Brands at Book Show, where we help creative, service-based businesses build their brands and find more clients. I'm your host, Davey Jones. Krista and I sit down in today's episode to chat about how to make content more shareable. Content takes time to create, and you wanna make sure that you get the most out of it. Today, we're sharing a few things we do to our content to make sure it gets as much visibility across the web as possible. Be sure to check out the show notes at DavyandKrista.com for the resources that we mentioned during the episode, especially all of those tutorials, such as how to make Pinterest graphics in Photoshop and Canva. As always, we want to hear from you. Let us know what content you'd like to see on the Brands of Book podcast as we move forward. To leave your feedback, just send us a DM on Instagram at Davy and Krista. Now, on to the episode. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Brands of Book podcast. One of our final episodes of the year. Although,
0: Although by the time this comes out, it'll be the new year.
1: It'll be in the <laughs> new year. This is one of my favorite weeks, I think. Yes. I feel like everything's slowing down a little bit. You've
0: eaten way too many Christmas cookies.
1: Yes, that is not <laughs> not good. Not good. People keep bringing them over. And, and you know my philosophy in the whole thing. The best way to remove a temptation in the house is just by eating it.
0: Yeah. Well, it's also to your benefit because all of them, I think, contain gluten and Jack and I can't eat gluten. Yeah. So you're literally the only one who can eat all of these cookies that are coming to our house.
1: Yeah. But I always decide, you know, I'm going to diet after I've finished all of this entire tub of cookies.
0: Uh-huh. And then know? another one will show up. and
1: <laughs> Instead of, you know, just giving them away. But or by something. the time
0: this episode comes out, you should be hopefully in the clear of all the cookies. So people, you should check on Davey and see how he's doing with his
1: commitment. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. We'll see. Well, anyways, today we are chatting about how to make content more shareable on social media. I'm excited about a lot of the content we have coming up too. We're doing a website speed series on YouTube that people are going to be able to check out in the new year. Vanessa Kynes and her family's coming to hang out here in Virginia for a day or two and we'll record our Pinterest for 2022 episode. Which I
0: think is probably going to be your most impactful one yet because Pinterest has changed so much just sure. in the last few months.
1: Yeah, and she's done this type of episode on the Brands of Book podcast for the last couple of years, and I feel like it's always one of the more popular episodes.
0: Yeah, So I'm excited to listen.
1: Yeah, that's exciting. So today's episode, though, about making content more shareable on social media, basically, I think another way to think about this is how to make the most of your content as well. Mm-hmm. You know, a little bit of a different angle. We talked about appropriating content or reusing content, right. things like that. So this is a little bit of a different angle, but I think gets it the same thing, which is, you know, if we're going to spend time creating content, we want to make sure that we get the most out of it.
0: Mm-hmm. And you want to make sure that it's something that people are drawn into, and hopefully that they reshare. And so this blog post is going to be a blog post too. Today's podcast is talking about how to make sure that you're setting yourself up so that that post is easy to reshare.
1: You're already giving away tips. <laughs> <laughs> so I just um, can't,
0: I really like this topic.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, you were very. It's funny because I feel like when we started talking about this topic, I was like, hey, "What are we even going to talk about?" And then all of a sudden, I have this you know probably near thousand word outline in front of me
0: yeah i mean if you can't tell davy's not the one who does this to our blog posts
1: <laughs> <laughs> i mean i just come up with the content or not all the content that's for sure but i come up with a lot of the a lot of the content yeah. uh, but beyond that yes it's basically out of my hands at this point
0: yes you yeah. write it and then i make it
1: shareable that's right <laughs> so anyways i guess we should just dive in and chat a little bit about these tips and it looks like we have Five or six...
0: I think there are seven or eight. Yeah, seven
1: or eight tips to talk about Mm -hmm. here when it comes to making content more shareable on social media. And I think that that might sound like a lot to people, but I think we have a lot of really good workflows. Mm -hmm. So hopefully you can chat about that a little bit as we go through each of these tips. And I think really making this a rinse and repeat process really comes down to having a good workflow for it. And I think it becomes pretty easy once you have a good workflow for it.
0: Yeah. And a few of these tips, you only do once, so... I'll throw that down there too.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So let's start with tip number one.
0: So tip number one, you need a good headline. Think about it this way. like There's a reason that headlines are phrased a certain way on the magazines that are at the grocery store checkout. They're designed to be attention getting. So you want to make sure that your headlines are more catchy and more benefit oriented. Let's say that you're writing a blog post about wedding day timelines. So instead of saying like, everything you need to know about wedding day timelines or my advice on wedding day timelines, you might say like seven tips for a stress-free wedding day timeline. And so then people know that there's a finite number of tips that kind of know that it's probably worth the read because they're going to get seven tips and they know the benefit for them. So a more stress-free wedding day because they read this blog post.
1: Yeah. And I would say that the great thing about headlines is that they can be swapped out without having to change the content, right? And so, sometimes if you you create a piece of content, you think it's going to be more popular than maybe it has been so far, one of the things that you can do is go back and just test as to whether it's the headline or not. Mm -hmm. We've done this on lead magnet landing pages, for instance. So, a little bit of a different use case here. But instead of going back and changing the lead magnet, just changing the headline. And we've seen a lot of variation in terms of, you know, conversion, even, you know, when it comes to a lead magnet download page, just by changing the headline and making it benefit oriented and using power words in your headline, I think, you know, really increases the chance that it's going to catch somebody's attention.
0: Mm -hmm. Power words, especially things like how to, because if you're saying like how to do something, that's something that a lot of people might be Googling. And so that can capture their search intent. I think that one of your new SEO tools also analyzes headlines, which I have been enjoying using in our website.
1: There's definitely headline analyzing tools out there. Mm-hmm. There's also, I think, maybe what you're thinking about, or maybe not, but the first thing that comes to mind for me is that Google has been rewriting people's titles, page titles. And so this is a tool to check those page titles. No,
0: there's one in our website that analyzes your headline and tells you okay, how yes. see, successful I'm, I'm it's going to be.
1: My mind's you know, completely elsewhere that.
0: I think it's with Rank Math, Right. It added a headline checker, and it, oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so SEO like tools a, do have.
0: It gives you a score for the impact it thinks your headline will have.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's right. And that's there, just
0: like analyzing if you're using power words and stuff like that.
1: Exactly, and there's not. I would say rank is probably not the only SEO tool that has that. Right. My guess is that the a few of the other ones have that as well. So you could check your SEO tool to see if it already has a headline checker there for you. So, should we move on to tip number two? We can.
0: Tip number two is include text. So even if you're blogging something like a wedding that is mostly images, make sure you include at least some text at the top. So not only is that gonna be better for search engines, because it also is gonna help readers understand the context of the day. So who are the people in the images? Why do they matter? What makes this wedding unique? Why did you, maybe why did you shoot it the way that you did? Another thing to know, if we're thinking about shareability, I've seen images from blog posts go viral, but when that happens, it's often because the blog post had a great story if somebody just sees a great image and they don't know the story behind it it may be a lot less shareable than if they know that those reason that this bride had seven puppies at her wedding is because she works at a shelter i think caroline logan had an image of a bride with a ton of puppies and yeah, it got years ago, picked right. up everywhere yeah
1: got, like picked up on ellen and,
0: and people in the today show
1: yeah and i don't remember why
0: places. she had all the puppies. i think it was something like that though
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that's good advice. You know, I'm a big fan of including text for the SEO benefit, but I also think that's true. You know, whenever you see even images go viral, typically there's some sort of story behind the image, which is why the image went viral to begin with. So Mm -hmm. that might not be always the case, but I think it's often the case. And so even if you don't feel like you are a good writer, setting up different systems to make it easier to write about the day. I know back when you were shooting, Mm -hmm. you would have a questionnaire that you sent over. Before, right? Before the wedding.
0: We did it a couple times. So we, when they first inquired, we asked them a series of questions like, how did they meet? What did they choose their wedding venue? Like Things like that to help us get to know them. But then I can also use the answers in our blog post to help write about it. And then in their pre-wedding questionnaire, we asked them some questions too to help us like learn about the story of the day. And so not only did that prepare us to know how to shoot the day, so like if we knew that the color blue was a significant part of their wedding because it had a special meaning, then we knew to shoot the blue things on the wedding day, but then we also could talk about that in the blog post. And so it was like a win-win.
1: Yeah. And so you always felt like it was hard for you to write about those things.
0: Yeah. I'm not naturally a writer like you are.
1: Yeah. See, I don't don't (laughs) think you give yourself no credit, but point being is that that was an easy way for you to take stuff that was already in our workflow and make it easy for you to write about the day. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, moving on, tip number three.
0: Create blog posts for even things like podcast episodes and YouTube channels. And the reason behind that is because it's not always easy to share about the content created on those platforms, especially if it's something like a podcast episode where there's nothing to share on Pinterest except for a direct link, but you can't like, go to the podcast page, click the pin it button and pin anything, or maybe it would do like the episode, the whole show as a whole, but it's not going to be formatted properly for Pinterest. But if you give those things like podcasts and YouTube videos an online home, you can add share graphics. And so it's easier for people to share a direct link to your blog post. It's easier for Pinterest to pick it up and share it to it as well.
1: Yeah. And again, I think just from showing up, kind of capturing as much search visibility as possible. Right. right? So... If someone searches on Google, right, you'll see thumbnails of actual YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. But if that YouTube video is also embedded in a blog post on your website, that's a second place that you could potentially show up. And then, you know, podcasting basically its own search engine as well. I mean, people go on iTunes and Spotify and search for episodes that have to do with certain topics or have certain guests. Mm-hmm. So showing up in all of these different places, I think, is super helpful. Again, just from a search visibility standpoint.
0: Yes. Also, because if you're sharing on Facebook, it's like if you just share a link to one of those places on Facebook, it doesn't always pick up the right data and it's not always the right format. Same with Pinterest. So that's another reason why it's good. So not just for Pinterest. But I forgot to mention Facebook sharing.
1: Yeah. And I think personally, I like being able to send people from like our email list mm-hmm. to our website versus sending them to iTunes. Right. right. So, when you can send people to assets you own versus assets you don't, I think that's better. Also, even from a YouTube perspective, if we're doing some sort of how-to post, it, yeah, it's really great to have a YouTube video that actually shows those things. Right. But it's nice to have written directions as well mm-hmm. or written content that might elaborate on things that you just can't get to in the video, right. especially with the kinds of how-to posts that we do. Occasionally something will change, but it doesn't change enough for it to warrant a new video. Right. So it's nice to have the written portion so we can point out some of those changes without having to re-record the entire video.
0: And I don't know if this is always true in, in all instances, but I've heard that some social media platforms don't like when you share to other social media platforms. It can actually hurt the shareability. So some of them like it better when you share to your website and then that website links off to something like YouTube.
1: That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. I hadn't heard that. I'm going to have to look that up. I've, heard that, that I've heard that
0: about Facebook, but don't, I'm not a social media expert. so <laughs>
1: Facebook, I feel like is kind of like that. Yeah. You know, I mean, I could just see that. Mm-hmm. being true of Facebook. I don't know if it's true of Facebook for sure or not. And
0: well, nobody um, really knows what the algorithm does. So. Yeah.
1: And one thing I appreciate about a lot of these tips is that, yes, they do make content more shareable, but there are all sorts of other benefits for doing these things, right? And so you keep on talking about the way in which it makes content more shareable. And I feel like I'm chiming in with, oh, yeah, and it's great to do this because of X, Y, Z. And so I think that's really like you want to get the most bang for your buck when you're creating content because this for people is going to be one of the most time intensive things that they do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good. All right. Awesome. Moving on. Tip number four. Is that right?
0: Yes. Make sure that every post has at least one image. And so that's specifically for Pinterest, because if you have a great post, maybe it's like a great how to post and you have zero images in it and somebody wants to pin that post to remember it or to share about it, it needs to have an image to actually show up on Pinterest. And so in an ideal world, I think blog posts will probably have images that go with the actual content of the blog post, but then you would also create like a Pinterest share graphic. And if you head to any one of our blog posts, you're going to see this at the very bottom. So it's typically a kind of vertical shaped image. Pinterest likes a two to three image ratio size. And it's going to include typically an image and then the blog post. And then we'll also add alt text to the images because not only is that good for search engines, but the Pinterest pin it button is going to pick up that alt text and it's going to put it in as like
1: the caption on Pinterest. Pinterest is one of those platforms. (laughs) You know nothing about (laughs) Uh, Okay. Nothing is a strong word. I feel like I've learned a lot more about it because now we're advertising on Pinterest more. Uh Um, And, you know, that's a really interesting development that we should just do a podcast episode about that. You know, we have more clients over at Till Agency that are advertising on Pinterest now. We've been advertising on Pinterest lately. So, lots to share there. But yes, I mean, it's because it's a platform I don't use. Right. You know?
0: You can tell that Kate and I do all the Pinterest for our business. (laughs)
1: Well, I'm just never, I mean, like, it's not like I'm scrolling through Pinterest trying to find different things.
0: Another thing I'm going to add to this is that we don't typically just make one image for each post. We'll make at least one image to share and a video or two. And then we'll also try to put together an idea pin. So an idea pin could be a video or it could be kind of like a carousel of images. And so that way, in the future, we can keep sharing this content and hopefully gives it more chances to be seen and gives it more of a longer life. And that's a tip that we learned from Vanessa.
1: Yeah. And when this episode comes out, I be sure to Vanessa- check out our YouTube channel because and I don't know if you mentioned this, but we're going to or you're going to be creating a tutorial on how to create Pinterest graphics and Photoshop and Canva.
0: Yes. And how to turn static content into a video reel that you can use on Instagram stories, Instagram reels, and Pinterest.
1: Yeah. So lots of tutorials coming out with this episode in particular. So if you're listening and you're like, that sounds great, but I wish I knew how to do those things. Check our YouTube channel.
0: And I hope that you guys are picking up on the fact that when we're doing something, a lot of times it's for multiple reasons. So if even if it's something as simple as adding alt text to an image, it's for search engines, it's for impaired visibility.
1: Alt text is what you're looking for. <laughs> yes, I said alt That's, text. Say, yeah.
0: It's for the visually impaired and it's gonna be for Pinterest. So three benefits just by doing one simple thing. And the same with like if we're making if we're taking the time to create a video real, we're gonna use it. Probably on four different platforms.
1: What are the platforms?
0: TikTok, Instagram Reels. Well, I guess three platforms, but Instagram Reels, Instagram Stories, probably Pinterest Video, like as a static pin, and then Pinterest as an idea pin.
1: Yeah, we need to start posting to TikTok. We do. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> People are like, Davey doesn't even know what's going on. Guys, we have a TikTok. All right. Well, follow us on TikTok, people. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Add social share buttons to blog. That's tip number five. Yeah. This is something you
0: guys only have to do once. If you're using one of our designs a lot in, I think at least the newer ones, this is built in. But if you head to our blog posts, you'll see at the very bottom, there's a share this post to Pinterest, Facebook, email, and Twitter. I don't know how many people actually share to Twitter anymore, but it's there in case you want to do it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Somebody represent us over on Twitter, please.
0: We do not typically share to Twitter. I
1: knew we didn't share to Twitter. <laughs> I know we had talked about sharing a TikTok, but you know, I'm not, not to drag us into the, any privacy concerns, you mm. know, those sorts of things. There's just other concerns that I have with TikTok that I'll save for another podcast. Yeah, we probably not another, you know, but yeah.
0: TikTok is definitely the best for creating video reels right now.
1: Yeah. So that's why I know we've had that conversation. But
0: these sharing buttons and we're going to put out a Tutorial video on how to add them to your site. And then you can also use extra plugins if you're a WordPress user. So something like Social Warfare or the Pinterest pin it button. Like there are tons of social sharing. Yeah,
1: there's got to be probably a thousand options. That you can and add. I would check two of the plugins you're using because a lot of times we're not using the full functionality of the plugins that we have on our websites. So check there first and see if you can add that functionality through an existing plugin before adding yet another plugin to your website. Well,
0: if you're a ShowIt user or an Elementor user, you can use the native features. And there's videos that will go with the blog post version of this podcast episode that we will include.
1: Yes. A tongue twister.
0: I know, because we make so many different formats for our content.
1: (laughs) All right, so I believe this is tip number six, even though on my outline it says number seven. Setting up open graph details. This is more of a Davy tip, but yes. So you put that there for me. All right, good to know. Yeah, so you want to make sure that these are set up. I mean, the easiest way to set these things up is through a SEO plugin. Right. right. Like if you're a WordPress user, Rank Math, Yoast, SEO Press. If you want to compare those different platforms, I have a YouTube video comparing those three. If you know, I can save you some time, we use Rank Math. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also think SEO Press is a good SEO plugin as well. That should take care of most of your open graph detail problems. Other platforms like Show It and Squarespace, I'm sure, probably a lot of that stuff is taken care of for you. There's nothing really you have to do.
0: Well, and if you're wondering, why do I need to set this up? This is something that you would set up so that, let's say somebody shares a link to your blog post on Facebook, which is typically, I feel like, the area that this most shows up. They share a link to your blog post on Facebook, and it might just pick up random text and a random image, especially if your blog post doesn't have any images. So you might see, like, I've seen, like, featured on badges show up, and then, like, weird text or, like, your copyright bio area at the very bottom. But if you set up the open graph details and then you customize this for each blog post, it's going to pull in your post featured image, your title, and then the excerpt that you actually want people to see, which doing all of this is going to encourage people to actually click on your links instead of just wondering what that weird image is that they're scrolling past.
1: Sure. In general, if you're having issues with what image is being shared to Facebook and you feel like you have set a featured image in the right place, then open up the Facebook debugger tool. And if you just Google search Facebook debugger, and then you throw in that URL, it's going to kind of show you all the details relevant to that page. And typically, if you scrape that page, then it should update. So occasionally, that's what's happening. Should do another tutorial on that. Can't promise it's going to be out at the same time this <laughs> this podcast episode comes out. But yeah, so I mean, as far as the Open Graph stuff, like you should really just have to set let's say, a title, an excerpt, and set a featured image. And that should be good enough as and long as you have you know, one of those plugins if you're a WordPress user set up correctly.
0: Yeah, and I've noticed that if you have that set up correctly and you're already optimizing your post using the search engine plugin, it typically don't have to do anything else. It just picks that up automatically and you don't have to go in and fix the social media details.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so typically you'll see like something like OG details missing or something like that. And that's your indication that something along these lines is not working quite right. Right. Yeah. Cool. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm not sure that section fit into this episode. It
0: did because it, how are people going to share about the post if it's going to show up funky I guess, in I social, guess. social media? All right. So,
1: just, uh, I feel like that's sort of like a bonus conversation. Okay. All right. <laughs> Last tip.
0: Last tip, make sure that you are sharing your content yourself. So if you don't start the sharing, people might not even know that the post exists to go and share it themselves. So some ways that we share content when we share things, we like to share things not only in IG stories, but we also find that, especially if we're sharing a blog post, that it's good to share it to the feed and to make sure that whatever we're sharing in the feed has the title of the post like on the image or on the video. Because otherwise, as people are scrolling, especially if they don't have their sound on and it's a video or they're going through something fast, they might not realize that what you're talking about is actually a link to a new piece of content. And so even though those posts might not be so pretty and might not always look so great in the feed, we've seen in our statistics that they get a lot more saves and a lot more clicks, like a ridiculous amount more saves and clicks if we put the title of the text over the image than if we don't.
1: Even though it's kind of ugly.
0: Yeah. It's not as pretty. We try to make it pretty, but it doesn't always work as well.
1: But I mean, that's a good point. I mean, do you know, sometimes, and this is a hard conversation, I feel like for very brand oriented people, but I I have to have this conversation all the time. I feel
0: like you're looking at like... (laughs) Well, it
1: certainly includes you, which is sometimes we have to make conversion decisions (laughs) that aren't the prettiest
0: red buttons and that's okay no not that if your button has to be red to convert but sure say decisions like that
1: yes a little contrast there mm-hmm. but yeah i mean this is something i'm a big believer in is that especially if you've been doing this for a number of years and you feel like you've blogged for the last who knows two years five years ten years you probably have content on your website that's buried deep down that just needs to be refreshed a little bit and reshared and we do
0: this we share old blog posts on social media all the time especially on instagram and facebook one great thing about especially facebook is that you can use something like co-schedule to keep sharing things in the future so when you go to share blog posts you can set it to share a week later a month later a year later
1: we need to figure out another tool because we co-schedule for a long time it was fine I was grandfathered into like an old plan and they finally kicked me out of it. And I didn't like how all that went down. So I just decided not to use it
0: anymore. Okay. <laughs> I so, wasn't sure if you were still using it because I don't have a log. It no, doesn't log in on my user. Um,
1: you know, but we use Later. So if you use a tool like Later or I'm sure some of those other tools We are use similar. Later for Instagram. Yeah, but you can use it for Facebook as well. Mm. So... We need to switch to a tool like that for the Facebook side of things.
0: And then there are Pinterest ones that you can do too that I'm sure you can bring up again with Vanessa on her episode.
1: We'll have to ask. Yeah. We'll have to ask.
0: That's changed a little bit
1: too. You'll find out. out. (laughs) I'm on the edge of my seat. (laughs) All right. Awesome. Well, that's it. Anything else to add to this? I don't think so. Yeah. So this might seem like a lot, but remember workflows make this a lot easier. All right. Mm -hmm. So I would put together you know if you're especially if you're just starting out you know creating a workflow where you know you have a checklist and anytime you create a piece of content, you know that you're going to do you know x y z to that piece of content you're going to schedule it to be shared you know immediately a week out, a month out. You know every quarter from there on out as long as it's good content those sorts of things I think make a lot of this much more manageable
0: yes I have a checklist for every blog post that reminds me to make Pinterest graphics to load it as a blog post like do we have a YouTube video that week do we have a podcast episode that week and then to make sure that all the graphics are made and then the team has different systems for sharing on Pinterest sharing on Instagram
1: yeah and if you have a team trust your team to do things as well Mm -hmm. you can tell that I do (laughs) (laughs) I'm like TikTok, we're sharing a TikTok. That's great. So, well, thank you for your time. Where I feel like we're back. I don't just feel like we're back in this phase. We are definitely back in this phase where you know we're timing these episodes with nap times. Oh
0: yeah, the monitor's off, and I just keep checking it, hoping that it's not going to show up red. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Because we can't actually see him with where he is in the room.
1: (laughs) Yeah. All right. So we should probably get back to baby Bennett. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, coming soon, this episode, along with a number of YouTube videos. So if you're listening to this episode, be sure to check out the show notes for all of these relevant YouTube video tutorials and be on the lookout for other fun episodes in the new year, including Pinterest for 2022 with Vanessa Kynes. Excited to sit down with her and chat about all of the changes on Pinterest
0: yeah thanks guys
1: thanks for tuning in to the brands that book show if you enjoyed this episode please consider subscribing and leaving a review in iTunes for show notes and other resources head on over to Daveyandkrista.com